So have you got the opportunity to speak at a business event in the next week, the next month, the rest of the year maybe? You know, the sort of thing where you get 10 minutes, you know, and there are probably three or four other people speaking and it could be a business breakfast or a business event, whatever it might be. Well, that's what I want to share with you on this episode of the podcast. Five tips to help you deliver a really cracking 10-minute business event presentation. Hey everybody, welcome to the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. This is episode 268. (laughs) Not bad, considering that uh, most podcasts only get as far as episode 7. Now, I've had quite a flurry of guests recently, and I'm having a bit of a slight change of guest strategy, because it's great. I get so many people want to come on the podcast. I do end up turning quite a lot of them away, but I'm very conscious that I also want to make sure I give a great value for you as the listener. So uh, it's got to the stage where, you know, some of the guests are coming on and they're saying, oh, yeah, I'll cover this. And I think, well, we did that a couple of weeks ago with somebody else as well. So I'm uh, I'm kind of changing the structure of the podcast a little bit throughout the summer, certainly, because this particular episode is going out on June the 26th. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just do a few shorter episodes, starting with this one, just sharing very specific things for you to utilize straight away. And then we'll occasionally have a big time guest who will, uh, you know, talk you through their experiences and share their stuff with you as well. Because, you know, once you get to 206 episodes, there's a lot to choose from. And what's very interesting when I look at the stats is that, you know, people, you know, some of the episodes I think, oh, that's not, you know, that's not a huge amount of downloads for that episode. And then I look at it three weeks later and it's shot up. So I think people, you know, are playing catch up. But the plan will be to produce one. Uh, I'm still going to go for every Monday. Didn't do one last Monday because we were having a little changeover of the strategy then. So... So why am I going to be talking to you and sharing with you today in this short episode, five tips for event speaking? Well, I went to a business fair this week. In fact, when I'm recording this, yesterday, okay? So I'm recording this on the Thursday. I went to a business event on the Wednesday, and I'm in the southwest of the UK, so it was a local event. And uh, yeah, paid my money and went to the business breakfast first up, you know, 200-odd people there. Great chance to do some networking, Met lot, made some lots of good connections, reconnected with a lot of people, you know, fabulous. But there were three speakers, and they were largely speakers who were part of the sponsorship package. I think, you know, if you're a big headline sponsor, you've got 10 minutes uh, to speak about, you know, whatever you wanted to in the business breakfast. So it inspired me to make a few notes, and I came up with the five top tips based around what I saw in front of me, okay, And uh, so I'm going to share those with you, because if you've got a 10 minute opportunity coming up at a business breakfast, then you really want to make the most of it, don't you? And um, you don't want to necessarily, you know, think, oh, I've got 10 minutes to say how brilliant we all are and all that sort of stuff, which is kind of what I experienced yesterday to a degree. Okay, to a degree. Now, the one thing that was clearly obvious from all the speakers is that they weren't regular business event speakers. You know, there were people from within their organisations who had kind of decided or been asked to do the, you know, the, the speaking bit. And so therefore, one of the things that stood out was that maybe overall, there wasn't a huge amount of over preparation from their part. One or two of them had obviously, you know, presentations put together by other people in their organisations. And, uh, you know, maybe they just felt as though they could have done a little bit more practice to just iron out one or two things as well. So what did I pick up? What can I share with you? Right, here are those five tips. So number one tip is if you are invited or you've got the opportunity to speak at a business event and it is in person, which this one was, then check the venue. 
And you don't have to visit the venue to check the venue, but you want to be checking the venue for things like, well, you know, there's 200 people there. So that's a big audience, okay? And they're having breakfast, so they're well spread out. So think about how that's going to work where, and where you're going to be speaking from. Now, in this case, there was a kind of top table, and the speakers were all sort of delivering from a position in the middle of the top table, if you like. But it was a long way to the sides of the room and to the back of the room. Now, the audio was great. There was no problem with the audio. But the challenge was the size of the screen. It was very small. The, the screen be, you know, at the front was really geared up for about 20 people to view, not 200. And there were a couple of TV screens you know, placed on pillars you know, back towards the back, but they were very small in terms of where the audience was sitting. So I suspect the majority of the audience could not see anything at all on any of the slides. And the other thing that kind of went wrong for the speakers was that they ended up speaking right in front of the small screen. So not only was it difficult to see in the first place, but then you had to kind of look around the person to see what was on the screen. So it's really important that you check the venue. And one particular one of the speakers wanted to use the opportunity to launch a new logo for their company. You know, been around a long, long, long time. This was a major change. And it just didn't work because no one could see the logo. And when it was on the screen, you know, the, the lady who was speaking was kind of stood in front of it. So that didn't work. So number one of the five tips, if you get to speak at an event in person, check the venue, check the screens and all that stuff, and then build your presentation around what you know you're going to be up against. Now, if it had been me, I would have ignored the slides. I would have gone without, the, you know, the screen at all. I would have just gone slideless. I might, you know, I wouldn't, I would have just gone, you know, just spoken for 10 minutes, moved around, maybe had one or two props, or, you know, but uh, I would not have used the screen because it was just, you know, a waste of time. Right. So that was number one. Right. Number two is, you know, if you get 10 minutes and, you, and they say, you know, the organizers say, hey, you know, you, you're in this case, you sponsored our event, you know, you've got 10 minutes to talk about yourself. That doesn't mean you should talk about yourself. Okay. Because that may not be that interesting. Now, here was an opportunity. If I'd been coaching any of these or all of these three clients, I would have said, right, okay, so here's your opportunity. You're the sponsors. You want to, you know, get people to know about you. But tell them about yourself. Tell three or two or three stories that are relevant to the audience, which will make it obvious about what you do and how great you are. Okay, so then none of them, none of them really did that at all. They didn't think about how they could actually utilize that opportunity. So they didn't really bring their company to life. They talked about it, you know, they just, they just went, you know, they talked about the company. They had, as I say, a few slides we couldn't see. But what they didn't do was think about, you know, audience first, them second. And I think, you know, with a bit of preparation, they could have made, the, they could have got the best of both worlds. They could have shared the information they wanted to about themselves, but they could at the same time engage the audience by simply having a good story to tell. Okay, so that was number two. So think about that. You know, it might be about you, but don't make it about you if you see what I mean. Okay, it's got to be subtle. And, and, and this, this wasn't deliberately unsubtle from them. It's just that they hadn't really thought it through in terms of what the audience could have benefited from. And they all had great stories to tell. They could have used two or three examples, even one or two examples, which the audience could relate to and think, oh, yeah, we might need that. And they also, you know, they could have all been in a position to share a couple of tips, you know, if, if this is how, you know, what you're experiencing at the moment, here's something, here's, here's how you could do it. And that would have been, I think, really useful. So great, I got a bit of information about what they're doing, but I didn't really come away with anything that I could benefit from as one of the 200 people listening to them. Right, number three, and this is a really important one, don't use those big notes. Now, two of the three presenters, they used big notes. And what I mean by big notes is they've got A4 notes that they've clearly got typed out their 
script because that's what it was, you know, and there was lots of these notes. They both had at least three, four, five pages of these notes and it's a 10-minute presentation for goodness sake. So inevitably what happened is that they were reading from the notes. Their eye contact was with the notes. It wasn't with the audience. So think about that, you know. If you've got 10 minutes, come on. You only, you know, I said to one of them afterwards, I said, you didn't need those big notes. You know what you're talking about. You've been working for this organisation for years, you know. (laughs) You don't have to look at the notes to tell us how it all works. A prompt card would have done the trick. One single prompt card with a few bullet points on. The third person who didn't use big notes... I can't remember them. I think they don't think they had any notes at all. I think they just told the story and they used the slides as a bit of a prompt. Now, that's fine, but it does look a bit clunky at times as well because you tend to turn around, look at the slide and then talk about it. Okay, so again, you want to try and make the whole thing flow. It just feels more professional. And, you know, these people say, well, yeah, that's all right, Trevor. That's all well and good. But, you know, we don't present very often and all this sort of stuff. Well, I think that's irrelevant. I think if you've got a chance to present, you've got to give it your best shot. And if you don't present very often, then, well, you know, practice and prepare so that when you deliver it, you come across as though you do present quite regularly. You know, I think as audiences, we're over-tolerant of poor presenters, really. Anyway, there we go. That's that. And, oh, and by the way, you know, don't forget, if I, you know, if I see someone arrive to do a presentation with big notes, well, there are a couple of things that flash through my mind. One is you need all those notes because you've no idea what you're talking about, so you've got to read it. And the second thing is you've done absolutely no practice or preparation, which is, you know, I've turned up, I've given you my time. I think, you you know, you ought to really put something back into it yourself, which is in terms of practice and preparation. So there's all that to consider as well. So get rid of those big notes, all right? It sends out the wrong impression and it's confusing for you and it's a massive distraction for both you and ultimately your audience, right? Number four, don't have complex slides. Blimey, how many times have you heard me say that on this podcast? You know, one of the guys who came on, he uh, he had one slide at one point which had about 12 different stats on it. You know, it looked like, uh, you know, one of the, I can't remember, you know what I mean, you know, when you see a, a graphic in the paper, or in the paper, in, well, you might see it in the paper, uh, online, you know, and it says this is what you know happens and all that. You see it often, on, you know, on, on static media, if that's the term for it. But it didn't really work because no one, A, no one could see it. And actually, while the slide was on the screen, the guy was talking about completely different things. So, you know, don't have complex slides that are distracting, all right? And then, you know, check the quality of your slides as well. There was the uh, the third presenter made a big issue about um, the pronunciation, I can't even say it myself, the pronunciation of various towns and village names in this project they were working on across the area, you know, across the region where I live. And uh, that was a big part of, you know, we, all our engineers are made up, you know, make sure that when they turn up, they announce, you know, pronounce the name of the village or town correctly. And then a few slides came up with place names on, and three were incorrect. And there were three very obvious ones, you know. So they were incorrect, you know, and they look, it looked ridiculous. It was just spell check. You know, no one had checked it. So, you know, make sure that if you're going to talk to an audience that's regional or local, and you include things where they are, make sure you get those things right, okay? <laughs> right, and tip number five is you've got to run on time, okay? Now, the first speaker did run on time very nicely. Ten minutes, I think they were about nine or something like that. The second speaker was about 13. The third speaker was about 11, 12 maybe. So, you know, again, your audience, it's a tight schedule, If you've got 10 minutes, make sure you don't take 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, or whatever it is. It's better to go under than over. 
Okay, and remember the you know the the kind of rule or golden rule that I will have mentioned in previous episodes, and that is simply this: is if you've got ten minutes, then when you practice, make sure you can deliver in eighty percent of the time you've been allocated. So that is eight minutes, okay? Because on the day you will go a bit slower, you'll add a few things in, and suddenly you know you're up to ten. If you start at ten, because that's what you did in practice. I can almost guarantee you will be 12 or 13 on the day. So, right, let's just have a quick check of those five tips for you. Check the venue, all right, especially for the screen size and where you're going to be speaking from. Number two is, you know, if you've been asked to talk about your company, well, do that, but do it in a subtle way where I feel as though I'm there's something in it for me as well. Don't use the big notice, number three. Don't have complex slides is number four, particularly if the screen size is nowhere near adequate for the audience. And number five, practice delivering 80% of the time so you run on time. There we go. Now, that's the. <laughs> I hope that's useful. These are the kind of episodes I want to share with you over the next few weeks during the summer with the, as I say, with the odd big guest in there as well. So if you like the podcast, please share it with one person. That's all. Just send it, you know, the link to one person and say, hey, I think you might benefit from listening to this. So if you know someone who's got a business event speaking slot coming up, please share the podcast with them. If you want to leave a review, then that would be fantastic. If you're listening to this via an app on your phone, then you find the show on your phone, you scroll down past the last few episodes, and there in front of you will be an opportunity to rate and review the show. That would be fantastic. And I want to have a little plug for my new book. I'm very excited about this. It's called Seven Steps to Successful Presentations. It is now live on all Amazon across the whole of the world. And... Whatever royalties I get, which average around about five pounds sterling, uh, what's that, about six dollars or seven dollars or something like that, then all of those royalties are going to my local children's hospice, um, which I raised a lot of, quite a lot of money for a couple of years ago doing a long uh, run with my other podcast, which is Running 44 at 60. So if you're thinking about doing an ultra run, then you might want to tune into Running 44 at 60 podcast. There's 120 odd episodes of that. But it would be a great way of saying thanks to the podcast, Trevor, because it's free for you to listen to this podcast. So if you did invest in a copy of the presentation book, that's seven steps to successful presentation. Just search for me, Trevor Lee, on Amazon, on your local Amazon site. You should find it. Okay, let me know if you don't, but you should be able to find it. Then uh, that'll be great. And all the royalties I would get from Amazon via your good selves will go to the Children's Hospice in the Southwest. So thank you very much for listening. See you next time.